when the truth is now treason, a podcast that annihilates the lies but defends justice and truth, particularly the truth. Welcome to Truth Is Now Treason. And today we are going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. Now we are a bit deep into January, I get it. And I know that probably means that many of you have already given up on your New Year's resolutions. If you go by the statistics, I remember a pastor saying that 98% give up on their resolution, New Year resolutions, after two weeks. (laughs) And considering we're in the third week of January, that means 99% of you have already given up. (laughs) But I'm still going. I gave up on mine. Mine was to be a better husband, and I decided that was a horrible New Year's resolution. So I gave it up two minutes after midnight on January 1st. But I'm in the top 2% because I'm still driving for mine. (laughs) (laughs) and that top two percenter over there is lennox and i'm dietrich i want you to keep this in mind you guys we probably don't need to wait for the next year to start a new resolution right to start over we can make that focus happen right now yeah too often we give up on things we resolve to do for the next year before the first month is even over why not make for yourself a list of things to accomplish for the month for the week or even for the day. Each day is fresh with no mistakes. So let's use it. Don't give it up. And as I was looking at what I wanted to do for the new year, I was looking at myself and there was just this daunting list of things that I wanted to accomplish. And I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to be a better follower of Christ. I I wanted to eat better, even though I didn't really want to eat better. I just know I need to do it for my health. (laughs) And the list, I mean, just goes on and on. And so our thoughts were, how can we condense this all into one thing? Because we know that if we give ourselves a thousand different goals to achieve, it's not going to happen. You're not going to accomplish a single one of them. So this is where I'm talking about myself because I was trying to figure this out. And then as usual, I do my best thinking when I'm talking to God. So I was reading the Bible. And I came across something that made me think. I was reading Ephesians chapter 1 in the message translation. And it says this. I, Paul, am under God's plan as an apostle, a special agent of Christ Jesus. (laughs) Oh, not that kind of special agent? No. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) And he's writing to you, faithful believers in Ephesus. I greet you, this is what Paul says, I greet you with the grace and peace poured into our lives by God our Father and our Master, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the words grace and peace poured into our lives by God just jumped off the page at me. How often do you think about what is poured into your life? Now, if we're followers of Christ, then we've had grace and peace poured into us. So think about that. If you pour milk into a glass, What's it full of? Milk. And if you pour coffee into a mug, it's full of coffee, right? If we've had something poured into us, then we should be full of that thing. And if we are full of that thing, then what does that mean? It means that our life 
should reflect it. The way we view the world should reflect it. The way we treat others should reflect it. It should just be natural. So grace and peace, do they come naturally to you? Do you automatically treat your spouse with grace and peace when it's hardest to do so? No, I can look at myself no. and say, oh, no, I can look at myself and say, yes, I no. do. And I'm, looking across the- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking across the table at Lennox and I can say, no, she does not. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> this is a truth podcast, Dietrich. <laughs> <laughs> so how about the person who is hardest for you to deal with? Do you treat them with grace and peace? Now, if you were to ask an honest friend, what does it look like has been poured into you, which means what is coming out of you, what would be your friend's answer? Who would not want to have a life full of peace and grace? I mean, there's no one that would not desire this. I know I do. So the first thing we need to consider is if this is something that is completely missing from your life. And then you need to ask the question, is God in your life? And to help answer that, go to our episode, Ultimate Treason, episode five. And this episode will help you see if you are living a life that God is in. Now, after you've answered that question, then we need to look at how do we get to where we have a life that is one grace and peace has poured out into us. So how do we do this? This is where that eternal truth, thoughts determine feelings and feelings determine actions comes to life. If I'm going to be a person who is full of grace and peace, then I will need to act like it. And if I'm going to act like it, then I need to think like it. So what does a life that is full of grace and peace look like? Let's start first by defining what peace is. And it is defined in the Bible. The concept of peace in the Old Testament primarily refers to wholeness, completeness, total health, total welfare. And how often are we split into a million pieces mentally? I mean, we're happy with this in our lives, but we hate this, or we might be faking it and we're not whole because we're pretending to be one thing in front of one group and something else in front of another group, or it could be even something else at home alone by ourselves. If we feel like we have no peace in our lives, is it because we are not whole? And is it because we feel like everything is not good, which is what is meant by total health and total welfare? How do we get there? If we want and need that wholeness, what have you not given over to God? That's a simple question. If we are going to be whole, then we all need to give everything wholly over to God. No wonder we feel incomplete if we have not given everything wholly to God. If it seems that peace is lacking in your life, then what does he need from you? Now, notice what peace is not. It's not the absence of conflict, and that's what we tend to define it as so often, but that's not what it is. Remember, what does it say in the 23rd Psalm? You, meaning God, prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So God's going to take care of you in the midst of everything going terribly wrong. That's what peace is. You're leaning on the one who can carry you through and take care of things that are beyond your control. But remember, this is only going to occur when we give it all to God. This is what peace will look like in our lives. We just rely and relax in God no matter what is happening in our lives. 
That's very different from the world's definition, isn't it? God's definition of peace relies on him. The world's definition of peace relies on circumstances. How often are circumstances perfect? (laughs) Not very often. And this peace given by God doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to feel peace 100% of the time. Because in our previous episode, our story three, I mentioned how I didn't have peace. I had fear that just gripped me in such a mighty way. And the only way that I could combat that fear was going to God's word and reciting his promise that he gave me. So we have human emotions. Those emotions are going to come up. They're going to surface. You're not going to feel that peace 100% of the time, but you can have peace when you rely on God and you rely on his word. There's power in his word. Yeah, this is why peace is so elusive to many. What are you basing your notion of peace on? Are you basing it on circumstances that will always change or a God who never changes? He's always reliable. And if you dig into his word, you will find promises there for you to help you with your circumstances. Let's move on to grace. What should grace look like in your life? You know, grace is defined as undeserved favor. And I think most of us, if we were honest, probably think we deserve grace. I know I do. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, traders. She thinks she deserves a lot of things. (laughs) Dietrich never gives it. (laughs) So that's why it's part of his New Year's resolution. (laughs) The one I gave up. (laughs) (laughs) But when it comes to others, I think we don't give it that freely, do we? Because many times we are hurt by someone else's actions. But grace cannot be earned. It is something that is freely given. Is there someone who needs grace from you? This one can be a real challenge because there are times when there are people who will want grace from you and then will use it to abuse you. But if this is a case that you're in the middle of, then ask someone that you respect spiritually to help you with how to deal with it. And if you have no idea where to go, then look for a Christian counselor to help. Yeah, exhibiting grace in your life is a little more direct. I mean, when someone needs grace from you, it's obvious what it looks like. It is undeserved favor. They can't earn it, but you can give it. We've all had those in our lives who hurt us, whether intentionally or unintentionally. They all need grace, just like we all need grace. But something we need to keep in mind is that grace does not invite dysfunction. When we offer grace to someone, it does not allow them to trample all over us. We are to forgive, but we are to be wise in our actions. We forgive the other person, meaning we give them grace, but that does not mean we necessarily allow them back into our lives if we believe they're going to trample all over us. If you're unsure how to deal with this, listen to our episode called Boundaries. We all need God's undeserved favor. In a life that has been touched, by undeserved favor is a life that realizes that this undeserved favor must flow from us and touch those around us. So this is why we made this our New Year's resolution, because we wanted to take everything we wanted to do, whatever it was, huge list, and sum it up into one thing. If our lives are one that is based on peace, 
and grace that God has filled us with, then becoming a better follower of Christ should naturally flow from this. So the thing that I think I struggle with in this area isn't necessarily a serious situation where I need counseling, you know, to forgive somebody. I think the thing that I struggle with the most is in my mind, I might look at people and their actions. And then I think that that person is either being rude to me or might give me a dirty look or might avoid me or ignore me. And so in my mind, it might irritate me. And so I get upset. So if I'm to extend grace to that person, I need to accept that this person is flawed and may not have done what I've even thought. And I need to extend that grace to that person. When I make that decision to extend grace to him or to her, then that's when peace will come. And that's where we have victory. It's not through our own doing, though. I must remind us that this isn't something that comes naturally unless we're allowing God to pour that grace and peace into us. And the only way that we're doing that is if we're spending time with him. Yeah, when we allow the peace and grace of God to fill us, it helps to guide us when we do not want to do things like realize that the other person who may have gave us a cross look, it had nothing to do with us or even them. They just had something on their mind that had nothing to do with us. They were just, their thoughts were elsewhere. It helps us when it comes to anything we're dealing with in our lives. It helps us to want to eat right, even though bad food tastes good. (laughs) And when working out feels like a pain, we understand the value of it. Most importantly, when we let the peace and grace of God flow from us, it's going to immediately affect our thoughts and our moods, and it will help us to do much better in our relationships with those who we deal with. If you think about it, you'll be hard-pressed to come up with an area in your life that God's grace and peace would not change you for the better. And I invite you to use our New Year's resolution for 2024. Call now, and you can use it for the low, low price of $299.95 per month, plus shipping and handling. Call now. And make sure you write the checkout in Lennox's name, not Dietrich's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we put out two other episodes already this year. We think they're great ones. Make sure you listen to the one, our greatest hits. You know, those episodes we do with songs in them, they always are the ones that get the most listens. People tend to like that stuff. So listen to that episode and then tell us which song is your favorite on that list. And then listen to our other episode we put out this year, Our Story 3. It's a great one. You won't believe what God carried us through this year. Until Until next time, time, my fellow fellow traders. traders.